podcast where we attempt to rank every horror movie ever made. I'm Quincy, and joining me this week is good friend Kyle. Hello. So, we just watched a movie called... Fear of the Ghost House Blood Drinking Doll, a.k.a. Vampire Doll, a.k.a. Blood Sucking Doll Legacy of Dracula. Yeah, so uh, we're watching a Toho... Uh, studios vampire movie because in 1970 the execs at toho said oh hammer's a thing we can make a movie like that and um they can japanese horror is when japan has its own rich horror tradition but also you get movies like Halsu and uh the vampire doll which is Western horror through a sort of Japanese lens. And it's it's the G Gundam effect. It's that the American Gundam and G Gundam is a football playing, surfboarding, cowboy... Boxer. Boxer. The football pads become boxing gloves. Yeah, yeah. I had that model kit. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, it is so... This is what Western horror movies are like, and yet it's... It's not at the same time, and it's just beautifully messy. This entire movie looks like a Len Wein cover. Yeah, yeah. It's very... And yet, it's also so Toho Studios circa 1970. Yeah, it's that good soundstage. It's the soundstage we saw Blackjack on, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's... Where they bring in real soil and plant real plants and shoot day for night all the time. (laughs) And it's huge. Yeah, and it it's very gorgeous. Uh, another thing I kind of like about this movie is because it takes place in the Japanese boonies, you have people wearing like almost shogunate period clothing, and then people just wearing three piece suits. Yeah, well, like the Tokyo people wearing turtlenecks and blazers and ties, and then they get out into the rural area, and everyone is dressed like they walked off of an Akira Kurosawa set, <laughs> and. I don't know how much of that is in like representative of Japan in the late 60s, early 70s. I'm not an expert. I do know that the director of this was, I think, the second unit guy on Throne of Blood. Which also rules and is spooky as fuck. Yeah. Well, it's Macbeth. Yeah. It's the Scottish samurai. Yeah, it's it's so good. And the except that the witch in Throne of Blood is creepier than Macbeth could ever be. Well, yeah. So, yeah, this this film is beautiful. It's, they somehow just, they freaking make moors, <laughs> Japanese moors, basically. Yeah. It's set in, like, the misty Japanese countryside that only exists on a soundstage. Yeah, uh, before we hit record, uh, you are talking about how it feels more like a gothic chiller yeah, like than a, a gothic vampire Yeah, romance movie. novel, specific. Yeah. The kind of, like, unsettling romance where things are just not right yeah and and we're trying not to spoil this movie too much because really and frankly it's such an experience Mm -hmm. it's 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 hard to uh articulate but it totally takes the ending of a edgar Allan poe short story where oh she's even though the movie's called the vampire doll and even though you know Dracula's name is in the title. There's no blood drinking. There's no blood drinking or actual Dracula's... There's a great deal of stabbing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's stabbing and also 
um, just a person forgot to die. And those those good, good, dark shots of just a pen light in someone's face. Yeah. Those Star Trek original series Kirk shots. And I think they really took a, a gold paint pen and just colored over some contacts and poked them in that poor actor's eyes. And she was just walking around blind on Here's set. The thing. I've seen the other two of this guy's... This, it, they call it a trilogy. It's not quite a trilogy. They're not connected. But that is the effect they stick with for their monster. That's a very good effect. Yeah, it's the Bloodthirsty Trilogy... And it was released by Arrow, who was... Uh, Arrow Video was kind enough to give us a Blu-ray disc of the Vampire Doll. And um, I gotta tell you, the transfer looks very good. I love so much not only the the video transfer of this, the scan's really good, but I think we're not talking about how good Blu-ray audio is enough. Mm-hmm. And this movie has uh, jump scares in the master mix uh, that legitimately terrified me while we were yeah, watching this. That harpsichord. Most of the soundtrack is just harpsichord. <coughs> yeah, it's weird 70s psychedelia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like that Japanese psychedelia, but also with a harpsichord. And like a gothic mansion that looks like a La Quinta on the outside. But yes. Looks like... The castle of Frankenstein on the inside, and and the set designer went to, like the Japanese Costco, and bought everything that was vaguely European to yeah. decorate this mansion. There are paintings of like old European counts, and you think it's going to be a plot point because they show those things like all the time. Like, zoom in on this Vlad Tep- Vlad Tepes looking mf'er, but but it's it just the up. it's. It's, again, that weird blender of you take this movie and mm-hmm. then you shake it up and try to make another one. And it's just simply, um, oh, well, in these other movies, they zoom in on picture frames because they're plot points. Yeah. Except that, like, it's not a plot point. So it's just, well, I guess we'll do that shot because that shot yeah. looks good. It's, it's the form of a gothic horror film. <laughs> yes. It is the shape of gothic horror. And they have replicated the shape of gothic horror and filled it with the delightful gooey center of just things are happening yeah things are happening things are wild yet again there are bleeding um crows there's something about japanese cinema and like straight up crows disproportionate number of mannequins for one house to have yeah um so how many mannequins is too many mannequins for a well, house? Before I bought the house we are recording in right now in, our, in, our, in the Nerd Cave, I rented that tornadoed house for 12 years. That had a single mannequin in it when we moved in. And as far as I know, Sony had a single mannequin in it when we moved out. I did not remove that mannequin. It was scary. I also grew up in a home with a mannequin head because my mom was a costume designer and we had. You gotta put your wig somewhere. So that is not the purpose of the mannequin on Second Street. The Second Street mannequin was hanging from a noose in the attic. You know, as you do. As you do. It was wearing lingerie. But this movie has like nine mannequins in it. This is a house of mannequins. And what's great is also the production. A man is thrown off a cliff, and it very quickly cuts to a mannequin being yeah. thrown off the cliff. Well, that so, so the number for a minute yeah. was just rotoscoped, rot- rotoscoped shadows, and then 
just going to flip this my buddy off the cliff. Yeah, yeah. Also, this movie features prominent use of animated bats, which is uh, surprisingly hard to come by. But it... I have another movie, Animated Bat. You tapped out. Uh, yeah, Nocturna is a, a trash film for <laughs> trash people. I hate that movie. <laughs> it's worse than worse than Harry Nilsson's uh, Son of Dracula, in I, my opinion. We should we should slap Nocturna on the list tonight. Ugh, well, it's bad. Cannot. I have not watched the whole okay. thing. That's a rule of the show. All but right. We'll put a pin in that and come back to it. <laughs> right. So, do we need to do a plot summary? Can we do a plot summary? The plot summary is a guy goes to see his girlfriend in rural Japan at her mom's house. Which is a gothic man, gothic European mansion. And he shows up and she says, oh, by the way, your girlfriend died two weeks ago and I just forgot to tell you. Well, he's been abroad. Yeah, he's been abroad. He's back in the country. And the mom says, oh, yeah, uh, your girlfriend's dead. We'll go see her grave tomorrow. And then ghost shit happens. Yeah, and then ghost shit happens. And then the dude's sister wakes up, and it's unclear if it was a dream or a premonition or what. And I thought it was a completely different person and thought this was the most ballsy movie (laughs) I've seen in a long time. Uh, The sister of the guy who's missing... And her friend decide, well, it's a nice uh, Saturday afternoon. Let's go for a drive out into the country as well. And they do, like, Scooby Gang crime solver shit for a long grip of the movie. And then they ultimately solve the wildest fucking mystery and revenge uh, plot. Oh, also, um, yet again, another... Hey, the war was really bad, mm-hmm. and and um, we're healing from the scars of World War Two. Yep. Uh, yeah, it doesn't do it justice. Listen, this movie is definitely worth your time watching. Um, if you don't want to drop money on the Blu-ray, which you should, because it also has Kim Newman doing special features. Um, that is Anno Dracula, Kim Newman. Uh, but if you Newman. but if you don't want to drop the money for the box set, uh, Amazon Prime has all three of these Bloodthirsty Trilogy movies streaming. So do yourself a favor and watch it. So Kyle, this movie reminds me a whole lot of Hammer horror films. Yeah, it also reminds me of Ghost Watch in a weird way. The way it just ends, especially the way it just stops. Oh yeah, it just stops on some spooky shit. Yeah, and then they're just like. Wow, that was that was wild. So where's where's your highest hammer? Is what I'm curious about. So the highest hammer, uh, Dracula, is probably going to be. Uh, I'm thinking seven golden uh, vampires. Right. I think Dracula seventy two is on the list a little bit higher, but I'm reminded my seven golden vampires just because. That is literally um, Shaw Brothers and Hammer Mm co-production. And this feels like Toho said, well, we could do that. And then Hammer was like, no, thank you. So they're like, so I guess we'll just make our own. And yet, looking at the Hammer Dracula's you have on the list, you've got Dracula's movie. I know you have Taste the Blood on there someplace. Yeah, Taste the Blood is, is... 
those are not the best Hammer Draculas, though. Right. We don't have Dracula 1954, which is the best. We do have Dracula 72, which is excellent. It's okay. Um, is that one of the ones where Christopher Lee wouldn't speak, though? That is the one where he is actually only in the very end because mm-hmm. Alucard is in that movie. But it also has uh, Peter Cushing beating the ever-loving shit out of this teenage Dracula jerk. That is true. Um, here's here's what I'm seeing. Here's the thing, to use the sticker. <laughs> I think it's going to have to go above Seven Golden Vampires, because that is very much a Shaw Brothers movie in Dracula drag. Yeah, and this is a Dracula movie in Hammer drag. Or in, yeah, in like... Kurosawa drag almost. Right, right. It's a we're gonna make a movie. It's it's almost an homage. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing that kind of troubles me though is like we wouldn't have. Well, no, sorry, I forgot this movie was made literally two years before Dracula 1972. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we wouldn't have that. But it feels weird putting it above the you know original flavor, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Now, Visitor in the Eye, which is another Toho, uh, just cuckoo bananas movie. Talking about where they have the where they rob the eye bank. Yeah, you know where you know the eye bank where we keep the extra eyeballs. That's number one thirty one, and I'm wondering if this is actually more along the lines of. The Visitor in the Eye. Because uh, it, as great as the Vampire Doll is, it doesn't have tentacle fuck monsters like the <laughs> Untamed at number 127. And I'm having trouble saying it should go much higher than that. I think it's better than Visitor in the Eye. Simply because Visitor in the Eye is shot to emulate a cartoon. Yes. It is, is not scary. It is specifically shot with the shadows of Osamu Tezuka's star system yeah. to make, like, in-jokes. Um, and this is shot... This is terrifying to watch. Yes, it's actually It's scary. tense. There's just people just shrieking because a camera zoomed in on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, God, it's been as long as I've seen Virus, for one thing. But I feel like it's got to go above Virus. Yeah, you know, it, I think it actually goes above the untamed as much as i hate to say it because it is legitimately scary yeah in a way that i was unprepared for in this sort of mushy area the list here between let's say dracula 72 and the untamed you've got blink which is another semi-gothic horror setting but um you've got stephen moffat working on that yeah he doesn't quite understand the form of horror now house uh, A.K.A. Halsu is number one fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize House came out after this movie. Yeah. It is really the like let's open the floodgates on spooky house movies. I think House exceeds this film in terms of ambition. Mm-hmm. I don't know about like scariness. It's not really scary, but it is like working. House is really its hard. own thing. Yeah, like. House is, this is emulating the form of a, of a Hammer film, as you said. House is an original take on Haunted House movies. Yes. Now, right under House is Devilman, Crybaby, and Zyrum. 
Um, Zerum's not scary. Better than Zerum. Zerum's just goopy. Zerum's just goopy. But man, I love goop. I, I think I goop. love goop more than spoop. Okay. Um, so how do you? What's your thoughts on Event Horizon? So Event Horizon is good because you know the whole if you rip holes in space, Christian hell comes out. I mean, it is the foundation of a very long-running, very litigious science fiction property. Yeah, yeah, it's one. It's it's the best movie from that board game property that we're not going to mention because we don't want to get sued. That's not officially licensed. Mm-hmm. It's better. I have another than, one of those, by the way. You have one of those movies. Yeah. Yeah, I've 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 been meaning. There's a fan film and there's an official one. The official one is garbage. I've got Domnatus though. Excellent. It's in German. Excellent. <laughs> of course it is. Sorry for that tangent, Ryan. You have to edit that out too. <laughs> or not. Or not. Um, um, the thing I don't like about Event Horizon is it <clears throat> ends on a jump scare, doesn't it? You know, it's been so long doesn't since it I've seen it. End with like you're coming out of privacy. It was all crowded. Oh no, I'm the devil! And then it just cuts, or maybe. It, goes back to coming out of Krause when it was all a dream again. They do that... It's a 90s thing, I think, where, like, they have to get one last scare in. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing that ruins Paranormal Activity in the, the alternate cut. Um, whereas this just stops. Yeah, this real just disturbing ends with, like, sequence. wow, uh, that was creepy. <laughs> yeah, I'd say... You know what? I think it goes right underneath House and above Devilman Crybaby. Because uh, for as much shit as I gave Devilman Crybaby for being like overly sexualized, I've been reading Devilman Grimoire, which is the the manga series where they said, you know what, we haven't been violent enough, and we haven't been sexual enough, so let's just do more of that. So um, yeah, I, apparently I miss Devilman Crybaby in comparison to <laughs> some of the other Devilman series. Yeah, I also uh, kept saying, like, when will Akira uh, fall in love with um, the blonde boy? And apparently Devilman isn't gay in all of them, which is a tragedy. Look, um, going to guy has some issues he needs to work out about people <laughs> and sexuality and orientations, and I'm just going to let him work those out, and, you know, he's the professional writer. I'm just the fat, hairy nerd. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's put the vampire doll at our new number 116. All right. So, the next movie we're talking about is um, Fantasy Mission Force. Also known as... Jackie Chan's Fantasy Mission. Also known as... I, I can't pronounce it in Cantonese, but I'm not going to butcher that one. So, Kyle, please tell me what the hell this movie is. So, this is, as far as most people can agree on, the originator of a genre of Hong Kong film called It Doesn't Come From Anywhere, is the rough rendition. It's basically used for the phrase... As, as, pardon me, as you call it a phrase like... It is the Mandarin Dirty Dozen. Mm-hmm. But, but also a romantic comedy. But also a musical. But also a vampire movie. Yes, but and, also a vampire movie. And also Mad Max. And also Mad Max. And um, also Kung Fu. 
and cave women. It is George Washington. The plot is George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, and I think Winston Churchill. Maybe Winston Churchill get kidnapped by Nazis. In, from Canada in World War Two, you know that famous. Yeah, you know it was in, the Japanese Imperial Army, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but oh, I'm sorry. The Nazis are the guys who are riding the cars yeah. in the Mad Max style <laughs> at the end of the movie. This movie's wild as shit. So the uh, Chinese Dirty Dozen get put together, and Jackie Chan is a Nuxter fake wrestler. Yes. So it also has wrestling in it. I forgot. Yes, there's a brief sequence of of worked professional wrestling. Except it's more like Kumite blood sport. It's blood sport, but it's a work. But then the work goes badly. Yeah, yeah. So then um, Jackie Chan goes on the lamb. And yeah, so this is on YouTube. If you it want is. to watch it, if I you have a Blu-ray. For, yeah, it's <laughs> wild as shit. It's it is indescribable because it changes genres every scene. I have had tonal whiplash during that during the uh, Cavewoman Amazon camp run by a tuxedo magician yes. and his ro- sexy lady Roman centurion bodyguard. Yeah, you know, where like you do. It starts off as just like a like a goofy, we're going to make these men that we've kidnapped dress up like women and then execute them. And then the the Dirty Dozen, the Chinese Dirty Dozen, kills every one of them. With, like, hammer-ass red paint blood splatters. Yeah, it is... Um, and a bazooka. <laughs> it's weirdly watchable. <laughs> like, it's only an hour and a half. And although IMDb has given it a 4.9, there are moments where, like, depending on the film you want it to be, it's very good. Actually, the haunted house yeah, part is the maybe haunted my house favorite. Part is really good. Like, it's 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 a very good horror comedy sequence where, like, the dude is playing mahjong with the hopping vampires. Yeah, and they're cheating because they're uh, they're ghosts, so they can like ghosts. reach through the table and turn their heads 180 degrees to see other people's tiles. I would still probably have to put this pretty low on the list, though. Okay, in terms of structure, robotics. Yeah, for Let's sure. Start there. Um, which is what three hundred and sixty something, fifty something. See, I was thinking more like in terms of structure, uh, something like Wacko, which is supposed to be a parody of um, Airplane. But spooky. Okay. Which also, um, if listeners may recall, may recall how uh, Ryan and I hated Wacko. I still got the Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray, and let me tell you uh, the Graydon Clark commentary where Clark talks about how the biggest get is uh, for the whole film was um, fuck. I forgot that guy's name. Um, so the Graydon Clark commentary for the Vinegar Syndrome Wacko Blu-ray is worth the price alone because, and this is just one of many tidbits, Julia Louis-Dreyfus and James Spader were almost cast at the leads of Wacko, but they weren't good enough, according to the director. 
James Spader. James Spader. Wasn't good like enough from to be... from Secretary. Yes, wasn't good enough to be in Wacko, the parody of Airplane that they struggled to get distribution for because ex- film executives did not think it was funny. <laughs> also, Andrew Dice Clay got cast in this movie and apparently is a very nice man, according to Graydon Clark. I'm not sure I believe anything that man says. Yeah, uh, it's a wild commentary. Okay. See, I was saying Robotrix just because Robotrix is a Terminator pastiche that's also a pornographic film that's also a comedy that's also... (laughs) Yeah, but I think, like, more... Robotrix is put together in Mm -hmm. a way... That say the legend of McCullough's Mountain is is was not. disassembled. Yeah, yeah, some sort of like hairy creature type giant. Exactly. Uh, so I've seen McCullough's Mountain. I haven't seen Graydon Clark's Wacko. So, so in terms of like what the fuck did I just watch? We also have the anime Frankenstein at number three forty one. Which would you rather watch right now again? Fantasy Mission Force or the Frankenstein movie, which is just weird sexual grunts for an hour and a half? I mean, it does have that horse head, though. Yeah, that's true. I would probably rewatch Fantasy Mission Force just because I feel like there's something I missed. Maybe I'll find the key that makes this film go together. Yeah, I think... Maybe that key is the one Nazi car that has a Star of David on it. <laughs> there is a car driven by the Nazis. I, I like that they just got a fleet of really cheap sedans and just cans of spray paint. And I also... And they're 70s sedans. They're like 1970s stuff you could buy on the street in Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah. And they just covered them all in Nazi paraphernalia and just went to town. I feel like this movie is um, not good, but weirdly watchable. It's something you should experience. Yeah. If you can handle the the whiplash of this comedy scene just turned into... Like this screwball family comedy scene just turned into some throats getting cut. Yeah, and turns into everybody dies. I don't think it's a... It's it's not a spoiler because it's a Dirty Dozen pastiche. A dude gets impaled through his rump by a katana. Yeah, yeah, and like a comic death. A guy is dressed like a Roman centurion... Just like halfway uh, through the film. With a ball and cha- like a flail. And uh, yeah, he's... Uh, the goofy comic relief guy gets like horribly murdered. Yeah, and it's like a very emotionally touching scene. Um, I'd say it's better than... I think it's better than The Wickedest Witch. But not by much. So you're saying it's not as good as Faces of Death. Oh, it's absolutely not as good as Faces okay. of Death. Faces of Death has like a almost a nostalgic ghoulishness to it. <laughs> um, that and, Little Caesars and Hawaiian Punch ghoulishness? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. And the um, New Adventures of Beans Baxter is weirdly more creepy. Uh, so I would actually say it goes right... Below Happy Birthday to Me and right above The Wickedest Witch. Because as much as I like Alf 
puppets. Uh, Fantasy Mission Force is just so insane. Uh, you can't say no to it. So our new number, so our new number three twenty two is Fantasy Mission Force, starring Jackie Chan. Technically, Jackie Chan's only in the movie for fifteen minutes. Yes, it was to <laughs> fulfill a contractual obligation. So, Kyle, where can our listeners find you online? Uh, I am on Instagram at nonplayable, where you can see pictures of my incredibly fat cat Ellie. Um, and also Twitter, but Twitter is just me having anxiety attacks constantly. Don't look at me on Twitter. Just look at my cats on Instagram. <laughs> All right. So if you want to send us a listener request, you can go over to our Tumblr, rankandfile.tumblr.com, and put one of those in our ask box. If you want to uh, get in touch with us about advertising or... Um, promoting your spooky project or just dropping us a line saying hi uh, shoot us an email at rankinvilecast at gmail.com we are on twitter at rankinvilecast we are on instagram at rankinvile uh, as previously mentioned we are on tumblr at rankinvile we have a youtube channel where we have a playlist of monster raps uh, which is rankinvilecast at YouTube, and um, I think that's it. Stay spooky, folks. 